You're listening to a sermon from crckulaman.org. How is everyone? Good. The grandkids are looking at me going, what's she doing up there? Now, can you imagine a retreat, a church retreat, right on the beach? Oh, I can imagine that. Well, when Jessica was four and Sarah was two, I was at such a retreat at Bonnie Hills, right on the beach. And you could hear the ocean at night. Oh, it was so good. And at this retreat, it was a three-day retreat, and on the way to our chapel, I was nearing the door, to go into the chapel and then I heard God speak to me and I nearly stopped him a track with everyone coming up piling behind me and he said call me dad call me dad now that sounds like a simple thing we've got our earthly dads that's no big deal right well that's not the case my earthly dad loved me he was a really nice man but he wasn't very relatable. He was scarred, he was a prisoner of war in Changi, and he was involved in all sorts of things outside the family. I was close to mum, but not, um, I didn't really know dad. I learned to live without a dad, plus he died when I was nine. He had a sudden heart attack. I just woke up one morning and he wasn't there. And um, so, God wanted to be my dad. And when he asked me to call him dad, I thought, how am I going to do that? It might seem simple, you just call him dad. No. It was hard for me. I had to process this. I really struggled with it because I was used to doing it all myself because my mother was an alcoholic. And I, I learned to do things myself, as you do. And I found it hard. So that was a process which I worked through and I love my dad. So when I refer to my dad, it is always my heavenly dad. Always. I love my dad. But the why, why did he want me to call him dad? Why? That breaks me, and I've got to hold it together, it breaks me even now because my dad loves me. He loves us. He loves me. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the thoughts and plans... This is the amplified version. For I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you, says the Lord, thoughts and plans for welfare and peace, and not for evil, to give you a hope in your final outcome. When Jeremiah wrote that, in context, Israel was in captivity. They were going through a difficult time. When the Lord asked me to call him Dad, I was going through a hard time. I was a single parent of three little girls trying to sort myself out. And that's what dads like to do. They like to restore. They like to fix things. He just wanted me to trust him. 
He wanted me to trust him. And I had a lot to trust him with. And he did not let me down, not once. See, trust and faith are much for muchness. They're the same word. Faith, it always ticks me off. One time I didn't get healed from something for prayer and some woman, well-meaning, come up to me and says, oh, we don't have enough faith. And I thought to myself, well, I have enough faith to come out and get prayer. What, what does she expect? Faith is just trusting God. And people can make it out to be something quite complicated. It is not. And, I, and me being me, I like to go into the Hebrew and Greek words for faith. The Hebrew word for faith is imun, and the Greek word for faith is pistos. Waiting for the kids to look up at me funny there. <laughs> the Hebrew word amun just means trustworthy. Trustworthiness, established and truth. The Greek word pistos means trustworthy, truth, truthful, believe. Sort of like definitions for God's character, I think. I don't know what you guys think, but definitely part of God's character. So faith is just trusting God. Because this side of eternity, life throws curveballs. It does. When you least expect it, even when you've had about three curveballs to do with, you get another one for good measure. And that, you know, it's, life's not all that, but we go through this. Whether it's sickness, cancer, mental illness, I'm medicated for anxiety. Um, pain, emotional hurt. We've all, we've all got something and we need to just sit down, have a cup of tea, trust God. Trust God with all that garbage. All those curveballs, we just need to trust him because we've had curveballs, we're going to have more, but that's not the end of the story because what does God do? Yeah, he turns it around in our favour. I think the best example in my life I can think of is obviously I've, on my second marriage. My first husband left me for someone else and my life was a mess and that's when I was at that retreat. But see that handsome man behind Leola? <laughs> he just didn't take me on, he took on three little girls. And he is amazing. So God turned my garbage, junk, mess and turned it into the biggest blessing. I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be in this church. Yeah, God's amazing. But I want to talk about something. Comparison, you've often heard, is a thief of joy. Comparison is also the thief of peace. It is also the thief of genius. Okay? It's also the thief of trust. Okay? And we all do it. We all compare ourselves. Don't. Be happy with who you are, what's and all. Okay? Because God is restoring us. Thank <laughs> you.
I also felt the Lord saying to me that this is a year of bringing together. I'm not quite sure what that means, but bringing together sounds like a harvest to me. I don't know. It could mean something different for everyone here. But it's a, a year of bringing together. And we need to trust him. Jesus modelled complete trust in his dad from the manger to the grave and from the grave to life. Now, how final was Jesus' burial in that grave? How final did that look? How final do some of our circumstances look? Wouldn't you want it to be a fly on the wall when Jesus rose from the grave? Wouldn't it be nice to just go back there and just watch that whole thing? It would have been awesome. Because God has the last word. Absolutely. Our dad has the last word. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our guilt and iniquities. The chastisement needful to obtain peace and well-being for us was upon him. And with the stripes that wounded him, we are healed and made whole. Let's pray. Dad, Jesus was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our guilt and iniquities. And the chastisement for our peace for us was upon him. And with the stripes that wounded him, we are healed and made whole. The blood of Jesus. Lord, we thank you and we remember this time. We come before you and we thank you for what you've done for us. And Lord, in this prayer, I speak life into this congregation. Anyone that needs healed, I just speak healing life into everyone, especially cancer, healed hearts, healed kidneys, healed whatevers, just life and peace. In Jesus' name, thank you, Lord. Amen.